Welcome to In My Bag with Backpack Jeff, where we connect with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I got a very special guest here with me, Ms. Shakira Ramdas. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. You doing good? Doing Happy really New good. Year to you. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. Absolutely. What have you done this year so far that you are proud of so far? And I know it's early, early it's February. Early, but but I, I, it's a good question because for me, I think. So I told you I, I bought a new house. Okay. And so this year I've been spending a lot of time really like focusing on certain levels of my house that I did not get a chance to do last year when I purchased my home. Okay. So in terms of this year alone, I managed to like furnish the whole top of my house. Wow. So that to me is an accomplishment for me to be able to do that within like what, a month and a couple, well, a month and a week, really, right? Yeah. So to be able to do that has been like great. You know what, that, that is a heck of an accomplishment, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to the process where I buy my house eventually, so um, I know the uh, the self-gratification that you feel, you know, in doing something like that, even yeah. with the space that we're in right now, you know, I just feel such um, such pride in what I was able, like the, the atmosphere that I was able to create in here. Yep. Um, so I definitely yeah, understand it's nice that. Nice and cozy. Your candles going. <laughs> you know, look, gotta love have the it. Bath and Body Works going. I love it. I spent a lot of money over Christmas on Bath and Body Works. You know, you candles. weren't the only one. <laughs> I was. Was you one of the people that was in the in I, the line? Lines and online. Oh, uh, see, I, I did, did my both. online at six in the morning, and then they sent me a message talking about like seven of my candles not going to go, and I'm like, what? I'm like, come on, Bath and Body Works. <laughs> so I got to do me better than that. The, the, not that many people in the world was up at six in the morning ordering these candles. I bet you I was one of the first people. Look. That's dedication right there. That's definitely dedication. I appreciate that. I respect it. I respect Absolutely, it. and I'm I'm running out too because I burned them so much. Um, so you so you you said you brought it. You said you brought a house what last year? You know, it's so I should just tell you the story because okay. when I bought the house, it was right before COVID. Wow. I legit bought the house in March, right when there was like rumors of this virus this, coming yeah, to the disease. United States, right? Little did we know that it was going to turn into this craziness. Right. So I bought the house in March. As soon as I got my keys, that's when the lockdown started. Wow. So I was in a time frame where I had my home, but I wasn't able to move in because everything was shut down. The yeah. moving trucks, no one was able to come into my home, nor did I want anyone in my house, of course, right? Right. So I was with my mom for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, I'm sorry. Bought the house in March. I didn't move in until closer to June. Into wow. my home, and then when I bought, when I moved in at that time frame, I still all I had was like my bed and a couple of items, and that was it. You know, COVID definitely did a number on a lot of people, especially yeah. someone who uh, who recently yeah. moved in, into their own house and bought their own home. But COVID definitely did a number on all of us. Mm -hmm. um, how how have you transitioned um, work life, you know, social life, and stuff like that? How have you transitioned? Has there been a transition you for know, you, Jeff? I've you know, I'm actually proud to say that I've been spending a lot of, I've started, of course, my responsibilities. I've been doing a lot of, like, self-reflection, a lot of me time, okay. a lot of, like, Shakira time, uh -huh. primarily in my home. And what I mean by that is I've been doing a lot of yoga, meditation, journaling, adult uh, coloring, like, things to just kind of, like, rejuvenate myself mm -hmm. spiritually and emotionally. So that's really where I, like, I've been, of course, I communicate with my friends and family members yeah. through FaceTime, and occasionally, like, we'll get together at some point. Right. But not as much as I did prior to COVID, of course. So, like, I spent a lot, I got a lot of time on my weekends, like, after shoots and stuff, really just by myself. Yeah, and you know what? That that time is really important. Be and I think COVID kind of forced us to stay still and actually yep. indulge in um, self-care, self-improvement, self-love, yep. really figure out who we are, you know, journaling, uh, you know, get yourself a win journal, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, and I, I think um, I think that COVID definitely did do that. And for me, there's a lot of things that I wanted to accomplish that I had to put on the shelf. But there's a lot of things that I didn't know that I wanted to accomplish that I had to take off the shelf. And I was actually able to accomplish those things. Look at you. Thank you. That's great. Uh, thank you. Uh, to Jeff. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> um, we give you your kudos today, though. Today appreciate is all about you. So um, we met a couple of years ago and um, you were, um, you know, well in your career. Um, I don't know if you can talk about what you do um, because it's so secret. I can say some stuff you can say mind. you can say some stuff okay so tell us tell us what it is that you do okay a little bit of course so i i work for the state department uh -huh. and um 
I am a civil service officer. Okay. So a lot of the work that I do at state works a lot with, well, primarily foreign policy. Mm -hmm. So writing, we call them memos, which are really like papers for our leadership Mm -hmm. on issues that we specialize in. So the issues that I specialize in are primarily international business, commerce, trade, sanctions, international investments. We call it the, it's, I'm in the Bureau of um, Economic and Business Affairs. Okay. So anything related to that topic as it pertains to foreign policy mm-hmm. is what I focus on as an officer at the State Department. And how did you get interested in something like this? So my experience at school like in traveling as well. And of course I speak a couple of languages. So me being able to like be able to, to focus on a lot of these like topics in school and then to be able to travel and to learn a lot more about these topics, mm-hmm. my internships that kind of indulge me into this type of in- like this career itself, yeah. like is really what like drove my passion. And then I, I, I went to all women's college and I went overseas studying also at an all women's college in India so that's what really drove my interest in like women's empowerment, but also like that economics and business focus because right. I realized that's really the platforms that has allowed women to really advance, at least independently, internationally. Yeah, and and you know what I think, um, you know, over the years that I've known you, you know what I mean. I think you you travel, uh, you, you you definitely travel frequently. Um, but mm-hmm. did, do I remember you did a business trip uh, from the time that we that we've known each other? And stuff like that. I've done, yeah, yeah, I've done a couple. So talk talk about that a little bit. My most recent trip before COVID was me. We do what we call what professionally they're called temporary duty assignments or, or TDYs. Okay. With the Department of State, and we have an opportunity as civil service officers to work at embassies for a temporary period of time mm-hmm. to fill in certain gaps as officers. In this case, foreign service officers because we're overseas. Mm-hmm. So I was in. Baku, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan is a country in the Caspian region, which is part of the former Soviet Union. So not too far from Russia, not too far from Iran, actually. So it was kind of like a, it, it was considered, well, the State Department listed as a high threat country simply because of its location to certain terrorist organizations. But it was it was a safe mission that we right. did, my safe assignment. But that exper- experience was like a two, I was there for two and a half months. Uh-huh. And then before that, I was in Colombia. I did, of course, it was more of like, a, it was like personal versus business too, because I did a combination of both, personal and business travels there at the embassy in Colombia. Okay, so so you said personal travel. Yeah. Um, so I, I know um, your heritage. Yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about your heritage, because I know you are, um, you're, you're so, you're a lot in love with your heritage, and I think you oh, really yeah. embrace oh, who yeah. you are. Um, and I, I love that about you. Tell us a little bit about uh, where you're from and okay. if that had any impact on you wanting to do um, what, what you do currently as well. Okay, that's a good question because it is. It has a lot to do okay. with who I am, what I'm doing, and where I plan on going. Okay. So I am mixed. My father is mixed. He was born in Guyana, which is in South America, but he's mixed Guyanese and Portuguese. My grandmother's Portuguese. Okay. My mother, she's black and white as well. So... Guyanese, Portuguese, and African-American is pretty much what I associate myself with ethnically. Mm-hmm. Um, my father had, and my mother both, because they come from two different tr- re- traditions and cultures, really wanted me and my sister both growing up to be exposed to both cultures. Mm-hmm. So being able to understand the different religions that were associated with my father's side of the family, because they do practice Hindu. Um, I'm not, of course, Hindu. I'm a Christian. But they, that was, there were some cultural adjustments that, you know, my parents wanted me to be exposed to. Sure. But also the food, you know, the, the, the clothing, the the forms of greeting, respect, all of that were things that were kind of ingrained into me and my sister growing up on both sides of both my mom and my dad's family. And growing up, my dad and my mom were encouraging my sister and I to do, like, um, these trips with our school, right? Mm-hmm. So, and the reason why we did these trips with our school was because even though we, <clears throat> growing up for me, and of course, it's much different now because I think we're very diversity is 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 all. It's becoming more inclusive mm-hmm. and more respected and acknowledged more so than it was for me and my sister, even for you, I'm sure growing up. So like going for me, I went to a predominantly like all white school, Same. but I studied French. I went to school studying languages because because I was from a rich culture. My dad wanted us to be able to kind of 
know where we came from, but to also understand the importance of respecting different cultures. So from a very young age, getting this type of experiences, the traveling, the languages, the schooling, the different traditional practices kind of exposed me to like, huh, this international world, this international experience is interesting. And not just from a travel standpoint, but from a learning standpoint. Like I I think like that's one of the things that I like to do. Like when I travel, I I like to learn. Like I'm I'm the type of person who likes to hear stories. You know what I mean? Like I want to go to an elder and I want you to tell me like tell tell me this this story about you know um, something profound. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just because I love stories and I love to see how things work, how the world works. Like I love I love going into museums and oh, just yeah. kind of you know just. Um, and just practicing on um, reflection of what this looked like. You know what I mean? Like when you go to a museum and you see like a, like some of the outfits that the people in the army and the military would wear. You know, yeah. I like it. Like, yo, somebody actually wore that. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I, th- I think that's super, uh, that's super important. And I love how you incorporate, you know, your personal um, interests with also with what you do professionally. And I think you probably, I imagine you get a lot of fulfillment from that. I do. That's Most good. Definitely. That's good. So since I've known you as well, mm-hmm. you've also um, had an opportunity to actually go into some schools and speak. And I know that this was something that yes. you didn't even like plan <laughs> on doing, but like you would text me and be like, hey, guess what? I'm going into a school and speak. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Tell me, like, were you surprised when they reached out to you? And then tell me what that experience was like. So I, I was pleasantly surprised so yes okay. I was surprised of course it was an ecstatic experience for me like being able to be like you know someone to recognize or have an interest in having me I'm like really me Shakira to come to your school and speak to the students right it really at that moment made me realize that wow I'm actually like doing some good stuff for mm-hmm. you to be recognized to be able to come and inspire students yeah so of course it was a little bit nerve-wracking right because I you never want to mess up on an opportunity as big as that is this, especially when you're speaking not just to a small group of students, but in some aspects, crowds of students, auditorium filled of students, right? So when I was the first time I was, um, I was, I there was called to speak. Um, the topic was primarily talking about your experiences growing up, right? Your international experiences, working. I'm, I'm sorry, go, studying abroad, for example, and then like learning different languages. Because again, like I said, I went to a French school growing up, so. One, like sharing my story, which again can be inspi- inspiring, but mm-hmm. also talking about how this kind of connects to what I do now with my job, working at the State Department. Okay. Um, and talking about how me working at the State Department is something that I, what are some of the goals that I have in mind moving forward as an officer? So for me, I really felt very fulfilled because I realized when I, at least on my first time speaking, so many of the students approached me after... I spoke just wanting to meet, just meet to be like a mentor to them. I mean, I right. think they were in the face of the way they were writing like their senior thesis or like their senior papers before graduation. And they wanted me to read it. They wanted to share and bounce off ideas wow. simply because the interest that I had or currently have aligned with the interests of what their papers are on. And simply because they want to be doing the same things that I'm doing. And what really inspired me too was the fact that there were so many women or in this case I call them women right or young ladies who had no idea what type of opportunities they could have working at the State Department especially women of color so being able to go to these schools and be the face in this sense of the State Department right a face that you typically don't see when you think of the State Department at right? all yep. at all right not to mention just being a, a woman of color, mm-hmm. but a woman of different of a different origin, yeah. speaking different languages, different cultures, different experiences. It's unheard of at the State Department. So for me to be able to share my story with these ladies and for them to feel inspired and be like, wow, I think I can do this. Yeah. That's all I needed to know, like to know for me to want to be able to, like, you know, continue on. Yeah. And, and so. you know what? That that's oh, that's such a beautiful story because it just it just makes you want to pursue it even more. Yeah. And like you said, you know, you were just walking in your in your gift and in your purpose. And all of a sudden, here come other opportunities that you probably didn't even think about. Yeah. You know, it's not like you went into this saying, you know, what, I also want to go into schools and speak and be the face of this. Right. Yeah. No way. In fact, I had no idea I was even capable of public speaking, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was I didn't think I would even be able to bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, did, how did you do? How did you do? Were you were you able to bring it out? I wasn't. Of course, I was nervous. 
nervous, but it was just, I guess once you start talking and mm-hmm. you realize that your audience is actually honing in, right? I was like, oh, I can do this. So let, me, <laughs> let me continue because they're listening. Yeah. And you can tell based on like how big their eyes are getting mm-hmm. or how much they're leaning towards the, the side of the seat. So it's like, wow, this is really interesting. Once yeah. I capture their attention, it's like, you know, Shakira, you can do this. And that yeah. really was my motivation to keep going. And it, it kind of puts you at like a, at like a place of peace and it kind of calms you a little bit. Like, that's why, like, even before I ever get on stage, like I always go through my little, my little opening or my little rant just to kind of ease myself because I'm always nervous because especially if it's a crowd that I've never performed in front of before. Yeah. So yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely understand that. So what, what are some of the stories that you shared with the young, uh, with the young students um, that inspire them, you know, like some of the things that some challenges that you may have had growing up or um, some stories that you, you know, could share that um, you told or said, you know, when you were speaking. So believe it or not, growing up, I was an extremely, extremely shy, um, isolated child. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so bad that my father actually, <laughs> I'm so you know, I, I guess now I think about it, I just laugh, but it's just, wow. I mean, I my dad was, like, concerned simply mm-hmm. because I, I didn't I, – I wasn't confident enough in myself to be vocal about how I felt. Mm-hmm. And, and growing up, I was bullied because, again, I went to predominantly white school, and there weren't people like me. Right. So I felt a little discriminated. I felt like I wasn't always treated fairly, at least when it came to the students. And so that affected me emotionally when it came to me growing up and becoming mature. But for some reason, I don't know, you know, I, it just clicked in the sense when I went to high school, I, mm-hmm. I just started to develop this level of confidence in myself that really allowed me to just blossom yeah. in the sense of me wanting to kind of seek out leadership opportunities, internship opportunities, traveling opportunities, opportunities to be able to just make friends in general right so it's the little things like that that was my struggle that i noticed that a lot of students are also struggling with themselves Mm -hmm. and when they can see that someone who had those setbacks in a sense able to kind of overcome them and to seek success yeah that was all they being able to see that there's someone just like them that was the confirmation that they needed like you know pulling yes. pulling from your story gives them hope and gives yeah. them belief in their story and that that's like that's exactly what what i like like that's exactly what this whole podcast is about is um you know allowing other people to see people that they can because like with other podcasts you know they get famous people and stuff like that on there and so you see these famous people all the time but you'll never be able to touch these famous people you'll never chances are you won't ever be able to touch them you won't ever be in a room with them and have conversations but there are people like yourself who are doing amazing things that who who are like who who are able you like we can touch you you know what i mean like we can somebody can get in contact with you like we don't have to call an agent or you know what i mean something like that you know what i mean um we can actually have a an actual conversation with you. And I think that's so important um, when it comes to, you know, uh, younger people and them just being able to see, and then especially you, because at the time when you were going to speak at the schools, you were what, 26 years old. I was young. Yeah. Actually younger than that. I was like 25, maybe 24. And and yeah, I was young. And it's, it's such, it's such a beautiful thing. And it's, it's it's the fact that hey look you don't have to get in your 30s and 40s and then think that your life is going to be good your life can actually be good in your 20s if you do the things that you are supposed to do and the the things that are necessary in order for you to have success that's right that's right yeah that's such that's such a beautiful thing i i I love your story um I, i i love that so um when an, another thing that um, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to talk to you was because um, you've had a recent surge in your life over like the past like two years. And I remember I got the I, I remember you called me and you sent me like the first picture. You was like, I don't know if I like these. I don't know if I, I like these ones. Dude, I don't know what you I think. Remember. I'm like, girl, you better do that thing. Um, you uh, uh, America's next top model, ladies and gentlemen. Um, oh my she's, she's worked with Tyra Banks, uh, multiple, no, nah, let me stop. No. Um, <laughs> shout out to Tyra. You know, shout out to Tyra. You know. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> if you want to work with her, here she is. Reach out to me. I'll be her, uh, I'm her publicist. There you um, go. and then I'll put you in contact there with her. You go. Um, but so, uh, talk to us and tell us about this journey as a model and how this yes. kind of started. 
Yes. So, you know what's funny? This idea of modeling was something that I thought of or thought would be cool, but never, of course, explored Mm -hmm. when I was, like, in middle school. Uh Uh-huh. And it was during a time where, again, I was very, very shy, very to myself, very reserved. But I always saw these models was like, oh, they're so beautiful. This is so cool. This will be fun to do. But I never really thought I could do it, right? right? But as I got older, you know, my main focus was education, my degrees, mm-hmm. um, accomplishing things that had to do with academics. Mm-hmm. Once I achieved that, it was almost as if it was, something that was already planned right but without me having to pursue it proactively and i say that because it was just one mo i think it was one it was one evening i was out with my girlfriend we were just having a girl's night of course and it was a photographer who was in the club that i was in i was at the sign it wasn't really a club it was like a lounge i guess the sign of the whales mm-hmm. from dc yeah I'm in there having a good time, not thinking about nothing, but just having fun with my girls. It's time to go. And this photog- well, this person at the time I didn't know was a photographer, reaches out and was like, excuse me. And I was like, yes. And he was like, are you a model? And I was like, no, I'm not a model. In my mind, I think this guy's trying to hit right, on me, yeah. right? Pick so up I'm line. Not, Pick up I'm line. Not I'm not falling for this. I'm like, but that's cute. <laughs> but no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. My feet hurt. I got on heels. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and this guy was like so persistent. He was like, no, no, I'm serious. He gave me his business card and everything. He was like, no, I'm serious. Like, are you a model? Because I'm a photographer. And I was like, you think I'm a model? I was like, seriously? Well, I, I appreciate the compliment, but no, I'm not. And then he was like, well... Um, you have a unique look. Would you be interested in doing some um, what they call TFPs, which is which the, the that term stands for it's, um, time for prints. So it's when a photographer um, takes pictures of a model for mm-hmm. free, and in exchange, the model will get access to those prints, mm. the edited versions, of course, for free. So it's like a free exchange of service. Right, and. At the time, I really wasn't, th- my girls were with me. I'm over here thinking, like, this is, sounds like a fun idea, but, like, this is, again, probably just a hit up, like, a pickup line or whatever. So, right. again, I'm not taking it seriously. But the guy was very persistent. He was like, just take the car, do the research. My information is here. If you're interested, just give me a call. Mm-hmm. I'm on my way to the, to, you know, to the car. My girlfriends are encouraging me to do it. I did a little bit of research, and it seemed pretty legit, right? Yep. So I was like, you know what? What what damn, like, what, 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 would it be hurtful of me, like, a bad thing for me just to just, you know, try it out? Right. And I didn't go by myself, <clears throat> nor do I do for, like, any kids that I don't know anything about. Yep. Like, obviously, I wouldn't do that. Very smart. So I did it. I, I brought one of my homeboys with me, and I was nervous. And because, I again, I've never been really in front of a camera. It was, like, it was intimidating. Yeah. It's very it can be very intimidating because yeah. it's not just you and the photographer, but there's other people in the room too looking at you and that if you're not comfortable with that, it can right. be very, you know, stressful yeah. in a sense, right? I get it. So, my first photo shoot, no, this is that was with this photographer. We did our shoot, you know, we did a couple of outfits, a couple of looks. He showed me the pictures, he did he edited them and I was like, "Whoa." Is like, that me? I was like, "Is that me?" Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> um and and after that, the photographer was like, you know what, Shakira, like, you should consider, like, exploring this a little bit because mm-hmm. you seem pretty good at it. I mean, you, in terms of, at least, the first photo shoot experience, you seem pretty good. And you right. definitely have capabilities of achieving, like, higher levels of success. Just think about it. So, I, you know, I went home, looked at the pictures. I remember contacting you and sharing mm-hmm. the pictures with you. And I was like, you know, well, what would it, like, would it hurt just to kind of give it a try, would you it? know? And I didn't think that it was really going to turn into anything, really. Mm-hmm. I remember I started like doing more shoots, getting more recognitions, more opportunities, not just with photographers, but with brands, with fashion, um, fashion shoots and runway experiences and yeah. like, and, you know, opportunities to like go on like these casting calls. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whoa, this is like picking up without me really having to put without, forth the without effort. Without you really having to put forth the effort in it. And that was one of the things, like when, when we talked about it, it seemed like it happened so fast. I know. Like it, yeah. like you, you went yeah. from like, yeah, I'm booked, I'm booked, I'm booked, I'm booked, I'm booked, I'm booked, and I'm like, yo, yeah, I gotta shoot this week, I gotta shoot this. I'm like, yo, she has shoots every single weekend. It was, and it was like the photographers were reaching out to you. Yeah, I wasn't reaching out. Yeah, that was the thing. I wasn't, I wasn't proactively looking for opportunities. They were just coming. How were they coming? Like, were they coming from the photo- from the one photographer, or was it because of you were started posting on social media? It. 
A combination of both. Okay. So at first, again, I didn't really know how the model industry worked. So I, I wanted to be mindful because, again, what I saw in terms of modeling at the time and still do, um, and we can get into this probably in, in like in a, as we get more in the discussion, mm -hmm. but a lot of these models don't have an image that they're maintaining. They're just shooting to shoot, shooting whether it's fashion, editorial, boudoir, you know, whatever they can have an opportunity to shoot, they'll right. shoot. Clothes off, clothes on, whatever, they'll shoot, right? right? So for me, I wanted to make sure that I had a fine line in terms of what I'm willing to do and what mm -hmm. I will tolerate and what I don't because I have a brand to represent, yeah. especially since I still have a job with the State Department. I have to make sure right. that I You have to maintain. keep your the integrity. Exactly. So with that being said, the opportunities were coming from that first photographer mm -hmm. that, um, that wanted to shoot me. Opportunities were coming from photographers who saw my work on social media. Opportunities were coming from the studio that I used to do my photo shoots. Opportunities were coming from friends of photographers who shot me. So it was like word of mouth type of thing. Right. And then I got to a point where I was like, well, you know what? What can I do to kind of make this a little bit more professional? Because I don't want most of my opportunities of bookings to come through social media. Mm -hmm. I develop, and I started to meet models, of course. Yeah. And meeting models, you understand the game a little bit more. You understand what to do and what not to do, how to brand yourself, you yeah. know, things of that sort. I even learned a little bit about, like, cameras and photography, uh -huh. right? <laughs> but I realized that I should... I needed to develop like an email address and mm -hmm. allow all of my bookings to go through that to make it a little bit more professional, yep. right? And to be able to also have record of all of these interactions. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I started doing things like that on a more professional level that the the clientele that I was bringing in was at a, another level. Okay, um, so let, let's let's pause it. Let's <laughs> okay. pause it there. This is a great this is a great point. Okay, um, to make that. If you want other people to take you serious, yeah. you have to show them that you are taking yourself and your stuff serious. Like yeah. I like when doing this podcast, I'm not just doing uh, this podcast. I, like th this is an experience. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. like the, the, the lights, the cameras, the microphones like um, the I, you know, I got the website up and stuff like that. I've got the merch up and stuff like that. Like I want people that when when they go on to backpackjeff.com, you want people when they go and find you and look to they you want it to see professional. It's smooth. It's whatever it is that you're looking for. You can find it. Oh, yeah. And I think that uh, when people have something that they are pursuing, you want to make sure that you are investing in uh, making sure that whatever you have is as professional as possible so that people know that you are serious about what it is that you're doing. Oh, and yeah. when people know that you're serious, oh, yeah. they will take you serious. Yeah. If you're enjoying this podcast, Anchor allows you the opportunity to show your support with a monthly donation as low as $4.99 per month. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm or your Anchor app and search In My Bag with Backpack Jeff and push support to choose the amount you wish to contribute to the growth of this podcast. All donations are appreciated and we thank you in advance for supporting In My Bag with Backpack Jeff where we connect with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And now, back to your episode. Well, yeah. Hands down, that's, that's right. Period. So, so, yeah. so, so you've, been, you've been featured in a couple of magazines as well. Yeah. How long did it, like, how long were you doing this before you started to get into, like, the different magazines and stuff like that? Um, so my first publication was probably give or take seven months after I started modeling. Wow. And it was an opportunity that came out of the whim, right? Because, of course, when I was starting to model, I just wanted to do it for fun. I wasn't thinking right. about publication. I wasn't thinking about runway. I wasn't thinking about getting paid for what I'm doing. I was like... You know, you want to shoot up? Let's. I'm down. I just want some right. cute pictures. Yeah. You know, whatever. I like, you like to dress up, like to put on some clothes yeah, and stuff like that. If you want me to be like a, <clears throat> if you want me to model a brand or whatever, so be it. I'll do it. But when these magazines were reaching out because they saw my work, they re were reaching out, mm -hmm. and they would be like, "Hey, we see your work. We want like, do you have other I like photos that you can feature in our magazine? Like, we want to be able to." add this into our magazine wow so having conversations with photographers and now shooting 
to fit what is expected right. for the magazines because you got to shoot for your audience, uh-huh. right? That it's not just shooting to shoot. It's a whole level of organization when that comes with each and every shoot. Right. By no means don't get that. No, you know, no, twisted. I, 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 come on now, come on now. <laughs> it takes some time to get through <laughs> drop, every drop, shoot. Drop that, not them golden nuggets, <laughs> <Please>. uh huh. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, so when that first magazine reached out and was like, "We want to be able to feature you, give us some material," mm-hmm. that's when we started planning, and I was like, "Okay," but there was no guarantee, of course, they will accept it, right? Because it needed to be able to fit the qualifications that meet that mm-hmm. magazine. But when we shot for the magazine and bam, it was featured, I was like, "Wait, hold up." So am I a published model? Like, did that just happen? <laughs> in seven right? months? And, yes. Right. And so once that first publication happened, that's when I felt like my, like people started to recognize me a little bit more. Uh-huh. Right. And so other photographers and the photographers that were reaching out were the ones who were already at the time published, meaning that they had opportunities to get published with other magazines. Right. So they would reach out to me and they would shoot me or want to work with me. And then by the next thing I know, I'm getting published again. Mm-hmm. And I think that happened like several times until Snowball I Snowball effect. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, when I did Runway, my shoots from the shoot from the Runway experience were published as well. Mm-hmm. How, so, how was that? Like did, like, did you have to, like, get the walk down and stuff like that? Oh, or like, man, what's the, Jeff. Was it? So, okay, let me, <laughs> let, me, let me shed some light in okay. terms of this experience. So right. I did, right before COVID, I did DC Fashion Week, right? I saw that. I was going to ask you and, about that. Okay, well, <laughs> no, we, I won't I No, won't no go ahead. No, 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 go, go ahead. Okay, okay. Go ahead. So I did this. Now, this was, uh, have you seen, this was kind of like a very amateur version of. Um, Project Runway? Yes. You had these a-hole judges you know who think they're all that in a bag of chips you got these <laughs> models over here who, who claim that they've been doing this for years very like like definitely not like cool calm and collected like uh-huh. they're just kind of like all in their zone oh i'm that girl you know i'm all it. like legit which is like, like you like, can't talk to like, me you, you can't, can't touch to me. me exactly and not yeah, very I, arrogant I, no exactly so when i went to like my the casting of it that whole time I was nervous mm-hmm. because I realized at that moment I'm not like these models. Yeah. Be- personality wise, number one, I'm not like at that. All. Right. Number two, I don't have that type of experience. And number three, I don't know how to model walk like this. At least <laughs> not at that time, right? So I'm like, okay, well, you know what? You know, I'm just gonna just do my best, and if it's meant to be, of course, it's gonna happen. And mm-hmm. I, of course, at the time I was like, you know, I can do this. I'm just trying to, you know, boost myself up. Yet at the same time, I'm not saying all the models were like that, but the majority were. But the models that weren't, of course, we got really cool. In fact, a lot of the my recent photo shoots that I've done are with models that I met at DC at Fashion the, Week. Yeah. Jessica J. Brisk, she's one of them. I mean, you've probably seen a couple mm-hmm. of them on my page. Yep, I've seen it. She <clears throat> was the first model I met at DC Fashion Week until they were like hype. And wow. that experience, I really like being able to meet people and to go through that level of intimidation in a sense is like healthy only because you know what to expect in this industry. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to just let you know that I remember <laughs> the first. So they were cutthroat. Right. Because uh-huh. I remember the judges were pretty much saying, this is how we want you to walk. If you. Decide to do your own thing on this runway after we told you for the first time how to walk, you're automatically cut. And you best Jeez. believe that when you walk, you better walk with an <coughs> attitude. Like you want it, they want you to really right. like own that runway. Mm-hmm. So you already got to go in there already, like, you know what? I got, you have to have a very diva ish like right. mentality, mentality to be able to mm-hmm. kind of be able to meet their standards. And that wasn't me. Like, yeah. I'm very cool. I'm very humble. Like, I was like, okay, Shikari, you're, you're very character. outgoing. You're very charismatic. Yeah, you know, but I'm not about loving. to be like, all right, I'm a, I'm a own this show. No, yeah. I'm not going to go. That, that I had to like develop that, uh-huh. you know, I had to put into character, whatever, yeah. which I learned, but I <clears throat> did my best. You know, I, sh- I did practice of course before going. Right. Of course. So I did what I could, you know, I was like, you know what, Shakira, you're going to act like Tyra Banks and you're just going to move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, move, move, move them shoulders that's it right <laughs> move that's them shoulders it. move them hips <laughs> and just walk and you can't like and it's when you model like one thing that they notice that, that they'd always tell you is that they don't want you to smile mm-hmm. it's always a serious look when you model yeah. so walking and then being able to like 
do what they want me to do. I was like, okay, Shakira, I finally did the walk. Obviously, all eyes are on you, yeah. right? So that's intimidating within itself, right? But after I did my walk, normally they had a tendency of like when they walk and when you get off, if they didn't want you to say cut. Wow. So at that moment when I was walking off stage, I was like, Shakira, this is the moment this right here. It, right? Are they going to tell me cut? Like, what's going to happen right now? Yeah, keep that serious I face know. and go ahead and walk like, back to the dressing room and leave. Shakira. <laughs> but they didn't say nothing, right? So I was like, okay, well, maybe I, did. I didn't do so bad, right? I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And I noticed. When I went back to my seat, I looked at the judges and they were smiling. I, Jeff, <laughs> I was like, that's Cher, good. go ahead, because you did something you right for them did. to be smiling. Hey, let's, that's that that right there, that feeling of like confirmation, that Man, feeling of like, okay, I, I, that I, I did my, my thing. That boosted my level of confidence. I was like, Shakira, you are that girl up Come in here. Come on now, off the like, first time? <laughs> no, I'm telling I mean, like just that smile is all yeah. I need to know. Like, Shakira, you got this. Of course, I wasn't the most experienced mm-hmm. model. But it let me know that I had potential. Yeah, and that's all Absolutely. I need to know. Just like the, just like the girls who you went to the school and spoke with. Yeah. You know what I mean? You let them you let them know that they have potential, that something is possible, and now they you you know now because of this experience that you have potential. Yeah. Um, and it, and that's it's it's interesting how that thing is just like full circle. That's amazing. Like I I literally watched you like I'm saying like in the beginning you were like no nah, I don't want to do this no nah, I'm just gonna do it for fun I just, and I'm like. You know, like how just how fast it happened. I just admire that. And then the level of confidence that I see now in your pictures oh. versus when you first started versus like the first shoot. I'm just like, yo, sh- this is a totally different woman from when we first met. Um, and like how how. How does that feel? Like, do you feel more confident? Do you feel like when you go to these photo shoots, like you own it? now yeah I, I i do i do i feel and i think it has a lot to do with the fact that i, I really love what i'm doing now uh-huh. at first it was kind of like a fun fun sign of side hobby or whatever just right. to do to pass time mm-hmm. but now it's like a level of passion that i just developed because not only do i feel like i'm improving in my art of modeling but because i'm like actually getting recognized for the work that I'm doing. The quality that I'm putting out mm-hmm. is improving. And that is already a confidence booster. Yeah. So when I go to these shoots, and not to mention the photographers that I'm working with now, I know them. We've developed a relationship over time right. that allows me to feel comfortable with working with them. Mm-hmm. It also helps with the fact that I, a lot more people know me because of what I do. So that's already like, you know what, Shakira, like, you, are, you, you know you're going to put out good work, Right. Just have that mentality when you're doing your shoots and you're good. And yeah. you learn little tricks, of course, with every shoot. How to look at the camera, what type of facial expressions, what type of poses. And you improve on it just with anything. You always improve sure. with practice. So the more shoots I did, the more I improved. The more I was able to kind of like really hone in on my craft and realize that, you know, it's getting better. That's that's amazing. So when you're when you're doing these uh, when you're doing these shoots, are you posing yourself or is the photographer telling you how they want you to pose or I'm looking for this? So it it's a good question. It's it, it it's a combination of both. Okay. But really, it's the it's the job. So in the industry, it's a job of the it's a job of the model to come prepared, knowing the poses. Okay. And you know the poses because before a shoot, you are aware of what the concept is, meaning the theme of the shoot. Mm-hmm. So when you are booked for a gig, they book you because they see not only you of being able to achieve the look of this concept, mm-hmm. but because you have the ability to pose in a way that will allow them to capture the images that they want right. without a mo- without a photographer really having to kind of guide you. Because yeah. it's a photographer's job to capture the angles. Right. It's and the model right. It's the model's job to do the pose. Now don't get me wrong, because there's certain times where you would pose but you don't realize that you're posing in the right direction. Or maybe it's not as like there's certain poses that you're doing that maybe the photographer wants you to kind of expand on. Right. Which has it still is the case for me. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine because it's a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. But it's a job primarily of the model to be able to understand like the poses and stuff. That's that's amazing. Hey, look, listen, I'm I'm learning because you know I'm I'm gonna get there one day, you know, one day because you know I'm I'm the swag Godzilla, you know, so you know what I mean. They gonna see these outfits and be like, yo, man, this dude is just always, you know, we are gonna get there one day. That's right. We are gonna get there, and I'm gonna be walking that model stage with my shoulders back. (laughs) I'm gonna be doing it with my shoulders back. I promise you. Um. Wow. Uh, so what's next? Like, what 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 do you want 
um, you know, uh, what's happening next for Shakira in terms of modeling first? You know, that still is a, it's a good question because I really don't know what the future holds. Mm-hmm. What I, what I have in, in, in store for myself in terms of what I want to accomplish, okay. um, would definitely be mentoring. I want to be able to now, I mean, of course, continue honing my craft of modeling, but now being able to help younger models enter the industry. You know, you know, what's interesting is that, um, that was another thing that I called on you to do as well. Um, there was a, there was a young lady, uh, I think she was like 17 or 18 and her uh-huh. mom reached out to me. She was like, you know, she wants to be a model and she feels like she has to move out to California. I'm like, you're not even a big enough model here yet. How are you moving out to California to think you're going to be a model? Like yeah. do it, do it here first. Yeah. And you know, she never, I don't think she ever reached out to you or anything like that. She kind of, she was, she was one of those girls who was like, no, I got it. I know what I'm doing. I'm doing it. And I'm like, not like you listen, it, it doesn't take much to be an Instagram model. You know what I mean? To post some pictures of you in a bathing suit or something right, like that. Right. You'll get some likes because you have a nice body. But right. if you really want to do this, this is a person who you should, and this is right on the verge when you first started, I when know, you first started. Starting. Yeah. I was like, yo, like you can learn so much from her and, like, have you done a DC Fashion Week? No, I haven't done that. Have you done any of this? No, I haven't done. She only likes to do swimsuit pictures, so she thinks she got to go out to California and do because. Yeah. And I'm like, there's so much more than than just these swimsuit pics, and then yeah. and just pictures of you with your butt out and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I haven't seen one picture of you in that light, but you're still a published model several times over you still done dc fashion week you're able to keep your level of integrity while also doing something that you're passionate about so that's a beautiful thing um tell me where so i want to figure out how i want to ask this where does your sense of fashion come from and the (laughs) outfits that you're wearing are are these your outfits because Good question. Like I listen, I I, I, I I can imagine what your closet looks like. You know what I'm saying? You got you got some style. I see how you was, you, you I see how you I, rolled up in here today. Oh, you know, um, so like are, are are they your clothes? I know when you're modeling for you know a particular brand or something like that, you're gonna wear their clothes. But like, um, I I haven't seen that much of that from you. Mm-hmm. Um, are you modeling your clothes? And like, where does your sense of fashion come from? So the first question in terms of modeling my clothes, it's a combination of yes and no, but okay. primarily no. So okay. I say that because most of the gigs that I have are paid gigs, and the photographers are the ones who would supply the clothes for me to wear uh-huh. with input from me in terms of what concepts I want to do. Okay. So with that being said, I they would buy the clothes like whatever they want me to wear for the shoot uh-huh. but in terms of like style like i they consider me kind of like a how do you call it it's kind of like their like styling assistant okay so like they'll purchase the clothes and they'll like will communicate in terms of a concept but for the shoot itself it's like how we're going to work it in terms of how we're going to style it they'll have me kind of hone in on it so but the beauty of it though is that they let me keep the clothes at the end. At least the majority of them do. Really? So a lot of the clothes that you see on my shoot, like off my on my like things that I shoot, uh-huh. are clothes that were either bought or my clothes. But whatever was bought, I get to keep. And oh, yeah, it, it's pretty awesome. And in terms of my style, you know, actually, I'm I, I'm curious. I want answer, of course. Okay. But I'm quite curious to know who you think is my fashion inspiration i'm curious there's one because there i have many many and i'll i'll share but there's one in particular that i'm starting to really favor you gotta give me a you gotta give me she, a clue or she, something um was she in icon. a movie she's she's, she's a she's a fashion icon she she, she she's a, a international icon of the arts um she does dancing she does singing she does movies Oh, dancing, singing, movies. Okay, you well narrowed known. it down. Okay, I gotta bring it down some more. Uh-huh. She was at the inauguration. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, no, wait, hold on. She 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 sang at the inauguration. She for... sang at the inauguration. Yep. She sang at Super Bowl. At the Super Who I'm lost. <laughs> what y'all got? Y'all got anything? J Lo. J Lo. Dang. J-Lo. I was lost. <laughs> Who y'all got? J Lo. No, it's oh, J Lo. Really? Okay. Surprisingly, it's it's her whole fashion with the boots, 
the glasses, I the blonde the boots. hair, uh-huh. the fitted outfits, the the blazers, showing a little bit of chest, the fitted like that that her style is really the style that I'm starting to really okay. really hone into and I love. Like she's one of my fashion icons, like someone I really inspire to be in wow. terms of like how she carries herself, how she looks, that image. Mm-hmm. It's just something that I kind of, I really like. And I, I mean, she's a very, she's a wonderful woman. She is. You know? And so I look at her, I'm like, you know what, this style, it's a combination, which is how I want to be perceived. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of class, elegance, fashion, sophistication, and Come sexiness. On. Come on now. We got to put those letters up there when she said those letters. <laughs> but we no, gotta... seriously, fashion, class, elegance, sophistication, and sexiness. That's... A grown woman. <laughs> like that's exactly Stamp. big facts. <laughs> that's exactly period. Yeah, no, but that and that's exactly when you look at my pictures. I want you to be like, oh, she has class. Oh, she has fashion. Yeah, oh, she's sexy. Oh, but she does it in a way that isn't revealing. Too right. Much. Yeah. You know that man. That's beautiful. Okay, Jay. I would say J Lo is a good um is a good person to kind of you know want to model yourself after for sure. Yeah. Um, J Lo, I apologize one. for not getting that right. She is the only one. Who else? So I also, um, of course, Shakira. I uh-huh. love the way that she like. She's very free spirited. She has a very casual, very in terms of her personality. It's a very She's very down to earth, okay. and I love how she carries herself in like the spotlight. That mm-hmm. to me is who I idolize as well in terms of like even her the way that she dresses, like jeans and crop tops. I love that. Yeah. But also in terms of a professional look, I mean I can't. Michelle Obama most definitely. Come on now, man. That, that listen, level, that lady right there. Michelle Obama, yes. <sighs> Get you a I, Michelle. I, yes. <laughs> yes. Also Taraji B Henson. I, I, you know, I love her too. Um, and I, she had a birthday recently, didn't she? She did. Yeah. Uh, I saw she was getting a lot of stuff, uh, from some people kind of sent to her and I was like, yo, she, she's a, she, she's been great for a long time. She has been. Yeah. She has been. And one more, Tracy Ellis Ross. Tracy Ellis Ross. That's, listen, yeah. that lady so right those, there. Those the... Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. She, I mean, yeah, she. We may have to edit sweet. this part out, y'all. <laughs> I was looking at Blackish the other day, hey, and she had on this, show. um, she had on this, uh, this tiger, uh, no, this this leopard print like workout jumpsuit, and when she walked away, I just had to pause the TV. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, what is happening back there?" Look, she like, oh my yeah. god, man, whoo, she yeah. is tearing it. Up. She yeah, she's very beautiful. She is all of those things that you named. Um, I, I love her personality. I love, I love personality. who she is. She's so funny. She you know, and Blackish is one of my favorite TV shows. And I like the energy that you get from. I love everybody in Blackish. Even a little girl in, uh, in Blackish, oh, Diane. Her. Um, I can't um, start her name. With the glasses? Start, yeah, her name starts with the M. She, girl, is she, so, yeah, she is so funny. She's so funny. She's so beautiful. She's and like. That I'm like, yo, I, I want my daughters to look up to her. Like, oh, that, like yeah. if you follow anybody on TikTok, on Instagram, oh, you need yeah. to follow her. Yeah. You need to follow, like, oh, my goodness. I just, I love that little girl. Like, she's one of my own. Um, but I love Tracy Ellis. Like, you, you have some really amazing, powerful women that you're looking up to. Um, and I definitely think that, you know, you're going to get to the point where you are exactly where there are in terms of an amazing and powerful woman and you have people who are you know women who are sitting on couches and on podcasts and talking and saying you know what? i want to be just like shakira you know um because of all of the things that she is all of the things that you named in other people um i think you you have those qualities mm-hmm. um i would in the book that i read 21 laws of leadership um, that was one of the things that he did that he put in the book he was like um Write down the qualities that you want um, your people to have, like the people who follow you to have. And so I wrote down these qualities. And now he said, ask yourself, do you have these qualities? And if you don't have those qualities, then you won't ever find people who have those same qualities because you won't even know how to recognize them. And I think you are in a position of um, powerful people recognize potential in people and people of potential know power when they see it. You know, you're powerful to a, a group of young women for sure, but then you also recognize the power when you see it. And not just, uh, you know, with, with the title of this podcast, it's in it's in my bag. Like, 
Um, and a lot of people, when they say in my bag, like they're getting money and stuff like that. Right. It, it's not just that for you. You're in your bag in a multitude of different areas. So uh, I commend you on that. And that's uh, that's an, that's an amazing thing. Um, so we are at the point of the podcast where we like to go in our bag. Um, so I got a special backpack here, a special Black History Month edition backpack. Yes. Um, so one of the things that I like to do, I just kind of like to pose some questions um, from uh, from these two card games that I have. One of my uh, one of my favorites is called Less Small Talk, More Genuine Conversation. And so in this, uh, you basically take a look at what last year looked like. And then you also look at uh, in the future what next year is going to look like for you. So. Okay. We're just going to play a little game. Uh, I'm going to put down six cards here. And the only thing I want you to do is just to tell me a number one through six. I'm going to pick it up and then we will just have you answer the question. Okay. One through six. One through I'm going gonna, gonna to choose three. Okay. Um, the past year and retrospect. What are you most grateful for? <sighs> Despite a lot of the trials and tribulations that me and really this the community has experienced really the world has experienced because of covid for me personally it has been such an amazing year in terms of achievement okay i told you i bought my house mm-hmm. i got my promotion with my job congratulations i finished paying off my car come on now my modeling despite the pandemic still prospered Wow. My ability to finish um, certain things with my job in terms of uh, certifications, I managed to accomplish. Wow. All of these achievements I managed to do despite the pandemic. And it's like, wow. That's that's So for me, yeah, of course there were setbacks, but I accomplished a lot. Wow, that's a that's an amazing 2020. Um, and and I know you're looking forward to way more in 2021. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, so pick another number one, one or one or two or three. I'm sorry, or four through six. I'm gonna do five. I'm gonna do five. All right. Um, so this one is the blank one. So let me. Okay. Yeah, they they let you write one on there for yourself. So here we go. Um, in the past year, who do you admire the most? My mom. Okay. And I say that simply because in my family, we experienced, um, there's been a lot of like, personally, a lot of like family challenges Mm. that um, had encouraged my mom to really have to step up to the plate. And I think one of the most challenging things for her really was me leaving the nest Mm -hmm. because I was really the the last child to leave the nest. And it it was emotionally difficult for my mom. Mm Mm-hmm on top of having to deal with other family things. Right. And to see the level of strength that she was able to overcome and to be able to, like, have for herself and to still be able to do the things that she needed to do when it came to work, maintaining the family, being a support unit for my grandmother. I mean, it just, the amount that she's able to endure, I just look at her, I'm like, wow. Like, that to me is just amazing because I, I personally think I can do it. And I looked up to my mom so much, especially when it came to, like, when COVID hit and, I'm you know, when I purchased my home, she was the one who encouraged me to be like, you know, Shakira, I know that people, there's rumors about this COVID and that you won't be able to move in so soon. But if there's a will, there's a way. And mm-hmm. you trust and believe that with patience, you're going to get it done. She was, like, that encouraging yeah. factor for me. So I really have to give it all to my mom. That's beautiful. I, I hope your mom listens to this, and I hope she feels special when I she hears so the too. kind words that you just said. Uh, okay, pick another one. One, two, four, or six. Six. I'm going to go with six. Which moment would you most like to relive? That's a good one. <laughs> Ooh. Um, any moment in life? Uh, in 2020. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, well then, okay, that's actually that's not a bad one. So, um, relive would be honestly the biggest thing for me that I that I am always gonna remember for twenty twenty besides the pandemic will be buying my house. So reliving would be me signing that big stack of papers <laughs> before I got my keys because it was a combination of emotions, mm-hmm. like 
emotions of like me crying because I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to do this, but also crying like, so tears of like me being afraid, but also tears of joy because it's nothing like getting keys in your hand of an item that you just invested in that's now yours. Yeah. That level, like that possession. Sense of, sense of ownership it's, and pride. And satisfaction. Yeah. That moment, I think I'm, I'm going to always remember because it just, I felt so proud. That's, that's that's amazing. I can't wait to experience that. I can't wait to feel that. I can't that. wait for I, you. I, I know. I oh, man. I know I'm going to go crazy when I have that. You're going to go um, crazy. You're going to go, All right. Let's do another one. One through six. Uh, uh, one. Number one. Um, with the knowledge you have now, what would you have done differently in the past year? Last year? Is there anything that you would have done differently? Um. I probably would have did a better job. So I, like I said last year, I spent a lot of time focusing on myself, which is never a negative thing, negative or bad thing. Mm -hmm. But if I could do it over, it would probably be me being a little bit more proactive with reaching out to other people. Because I didn't do a lot of that during COVID. Of course, I checked in on people to see how they were doing. Mm -hmm. But I probably would have done it a little bit more with, an expanded level of network of people instead of really keeping it within just like my family and close friends unit. Okay. Um, do one more in this section, uh, two through six, uh, four. Uh, what was one of the most beautiful places you visited? You probably didn't visit anywhere in 2020, huh? Not in 2020. Um, but before the pandemic will be Baku. Say that again. Baku, Azerbaijan. Baku is the capital. Baku, Azerbaijan. You said the second word like that was easier to say than the first oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> Baku. What, listen, one thing that I'm horrible with is geography. I would have failed geography several times over again if it was something that I had to take. Trust and believe. Um, all right. So now we're looking ahead to 2021. Okay. Some of the amazing things that you're going to do this year. Let's find out exactly what that's going to look like. Pick a number one through six. Two. Number two. What habits will you take with you into the next year? So what, is, what's, what habits will you take into 2021 that you had in 2020? Dedication. Mm-hmm. Commitment. And confidence. Okay. I and like that. my ability to never give up despite challenges and setbacks. Because with every setback, there's a setup for a comeback. Not come on now. Come on, that. somebody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number one or three through six? Uh, five. Number five. What will be on the pictures you take in the upcoming year? Um, happiness. A level of self-gratification. Okay. And inspiration okay. to help others, in this case, young ladies, feel inspired to achieve their goals despite whatever challenges they may be going through. Okay. I love it. Um, okay. One, three, four, or six? Six. Six. All right. Um, to what are you most looking forward in 2020? Traveling. <laughs> I want to get back out there, you get want... back out overseas. I want to be able to really not just, uh, of course, for work, but personally. Because for me, I get so much enlightenment and a sense of fulfillment by being able to embrace other cultures. The food, the cuisine, the, the style, the ambiance, the environment. That gives me a, a sense of self-fulfillment that I feel like I wasn't able to really have this year i mean for obvious reasons yeah. but i need to re-energize i re you <laughs> i remember you said you telling me you recently took your first trip back home I did, um, to Guyana. how was that talk to us a little oh, bit about man, that man that was such a beautiful moment for me being able to just relive um the environment that my father grew up in to see how he lived i mean it's not the most ritzy country of 
of them all mm-hmm. but that's okay because with every country there's a sense of beauty yeah you know and to be able to really just really indulge into the culture meet with family who i'm only seeing on whatsapp or facetime right. like be able to really see them and talk with them and to hear the stories about my father growing up uh-huh. and how my grandmother used to have so many responsibilities of not just being a house mom but having to sell food outside that she cooked to be able to raise money to 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 feed the family or to make clothes for the family so my parents my dad won't have to walk to school with you know just like you know just it's just those story just those stories of kind of like how my dad grew up for me made me feel like wow it made me feel proud to be an american but also proud because of what i'm able to accomplish now as in the united states but also proud to be guyanese Mm-hmm. Because it's like I'm a part of my dad's culture. I'm able to be to share my dad's culture with the work that I do at the State Department. Yeah. Because while I was there personally, I also worked at the embassy. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I, I remember and you told me that was an experience for me that was extremely emotional. And you know why? Why? Because just picture it. Growing up, my dad, age twelve, went to the embassy. Him and his siblings, and my grandfather and, and my grandmother trying to just get a visa to come to the United States mm-hmm. on a green card, just temporarily. Worked their butts off to get here. Mm-hmm. Finally becomes American citizens. My father has me, an American citizen, a Guyanese, of Guyanese blood, of course. Mm-hmm. I work for the State Department, and his daughter is not going back home, and she's not going back home to get a visa to be an American citizen. Right. She's an American citizen now helping Guyanese people in Guyana come to Something. America. That's... It just came full circle. Ah, uh, that's poetry right there. That is that. That's poetry right <laughs> there. It was a beautiful right moment. It was. It was beautiful. Absolutely, I, I absolutely think that's a beautiful moment. Wow, um, wow. I'm just amazed by that. Uh, let's do one more. One, three, or four. Uh, one. Numero uno. Um, with what will you be congratulating yourself on a year from now? At the end of 2021, what would you be congratulating yourself on? I'm going to say there's some things that I'm, I'm looking into doing professionally with the State Department that I'm hoping will align with my goals for modeling. And I'm hoping to accomplish a level of success that will allow me to strengthen both of my passions in a way that will be accepting to both communities. So in other words, be able to model, but maybe do something that will allow me to promote my modeling thing through the State Department. So by doing public diplomacy ads and outreach ads as the face of the State Department as a model, to be able to model, but to also represent the State Department. Why? By being the face of as a diplomat, Mm -hmm. but also not just being a face of a diplomat, but being a face of an immigrant's daughter. So being able to really just have that story, because my that's what I look at when I the State Department and with modeling, I'm telling a story. I'm a face of a community. I, I want people to see me and be like, she's a model. She's not your typical blonde, blue, white girl. Right. You know, she has a level of uniqueness that mm-hmm. a lot of women also have, mm-hmm. and they can look at me and be like, she's a model. She works at the State Department. She's successful at both. I can do that. Yeah. And that's my passion for doing what I'm doing, to be able to mo- motivate young ladies who have that passion, who don't really know whether they have the ability to do it, but see that I do it mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? This is actually, ca- I'm capable of doing this. This can be achieved. And you know, I, I think you I think you are doing it now. I think you will continue to do it. Um, I, I was having a conversation earlier today and even yesterday um, with, with my boy Lou, and that was one of the things that I said, you know, it's it's weird to feel like I am someone that my peers look up to, you know, um, and so I, I think that you are um, definitely shifting more in a direction uh, of leadership, of inspiration, of influencer, um, of someone who a lot more people are going to come to and ask more questions uh, because of the success that you've had at such a young age it's something that you don't see too often. And, you know, I, I think that for sure, um, women are winning in this world. Black women are winning in this world for sure. 
like one of the things that, you know, I talk to like my guys about all the time is if if I if I told you and, and I want to I want to tell you, I want you all to think about this, too. If I said name as many women as you can between the age of 25 and 35 who own a home, I can probably name you about 10 straight off the bat. But if I said name guys between the ages of 25 and 35 who own homes, it would be more difficult for me to name guys. And um, the and, and, and I don't know what that reason is. I'm interested. I'm interested in finding out what that reason is. Um, but to see strong women um, who are doing amazing things, it's just a breath of fresh air. You know what I mean? It reminds me um, when I see women like yourself who are strong, it reminds me of my mother in so many ways, but just because of how strong she was. Um, and so I, I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story. I know people are going to take something from this uh, and uh, not and not in just modeling, but also in professional. Um, I definitely I, I mean, you've given us so much to think about uh, and we appreciate you for that. Tell the people how they can follow you on Instagram uh, and how they can, you know, see some of the modeling that you have done and that you're going to continue to do. Of course. So um, I, my modeling well, Instagram profile is Shakira, which is my full name, 21. So S-H-E-K-I-R-A 21. Um, you could also follow me on Facebook, uh, Shakira. Just type in my name, Shakira. And my last name, Ramdas, R-A-M-D-A-S-S. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to share with the people? Do you want to say any final words before we get out of here? Just be yourself. <clears throat> Don't let this community and let society try to brand you, trying to influence you or to pressure you to do something that you don't want to do. Everyone is capable of achieving something unique because we all have a unique purpose. Even if it's something that isn't encouraged by the most, just know that there's always a way to achieve it and that if you continue to keep your mind set to it, you will accomplish it. And with that being said, this has been another episode of In My Bag with Backpack Jeff. Until next time.